analyzing all the arrangements and everything. I open up his cabinet one day and I grab a mug and the mug says, it's a coffee mug, it said, find joy in the journey. Now I was having a moment that moment, but I had to just kind of be like laugh a little, giggle a little and say, okay, dad, you're still talking to me. And so in this grief, in my hour of bereavement, I'm finding little moments to find joy in this journey. A journey that I didn't expect to happen anytime soon. I didn't want to happen, but I'm here. So what do you do when you're in a situation where you're someplace that you don't want to be seated? Well, I offer the advice from off of the coffee mug. Find joy in the journey. You're listening to Powerful, a podcast that will provide you with solutions to ignite your superpowers, identify your limiting habits, and help you be more authentic. Hi, I'm your host, Bridget Brown Jackson. The episodes are cultivated with you in mind and teach us how to be intentionally powerful. It is declared that you are ordained for it. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another edition of Powerful. Uh, this is your host, Bridget Brown Jackson. I have not been on, um, had to take a little small sabbatical. And that's what this actual episode is all about. Find joy in the journey. Yes, finding joy in the journey. Unfortunately, I have not been with you because I had a major, major loss in my life. And I want to be transparent and talk about that. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. Ladies, are you struggling with getting results? Do you plan but get lost in the process? Could you use some support? Well, Exponential Edge Adventures is offering a free five-day XYZ challenge. After the virtual event, you will walk away with strategies to get more done, techniques on how to inspect your plan, and visuals of what you want to see come into existence in your life. Set your path, hit the bullseye, and get support doing it. Go to simplytomorrow.com and register today. So this episode is dedicated to my father, Willie Earl Barlow, one of the greatest men ever to be on the face of this earth, the love of my life, September 20th, 1943 to February 27th, 2022. May your legacy live on. Well, welcome, welcome back, people. Again, this is Bridget Brown Jackson, your excited, excited host. I do a lot of my episodes in real time, but play them later, if that makes sense. And so for this podcast, I had not built up a lot of just, you know, podcasts because I usually do what's going on. And I do try to take a lot of things that's current, current events, current effects, and talk about them, as well as the people that I'm interviewing they come on um, as a part of, again, what's kind of going on around and everything. And so I want to share with you today um, this podcast and this episode was is taped right now. It is current. Um, and I didn't miss, you know, a little bit because the past two weeks I have been actually grieving. Um, I had a tremendous loss, uh, lost my father uh, unexpectedly. Um, 
praise God, not to an illness or anything. And the reason why I say praise God for that is because he never wanted to be extremely ill. He never wanted to have to depend on me taking care of him. Um, he made that straight all the time. My father was one that always talked about death. I hated it. Absolutely hated it. But, um, you know, he just had this attitude that, uh, death is a part of life. And if you're going to live, then you have to cope with the possibility of death too, as well. And so we would have these conversations and sometimes it would just irritate me. I'm like, dad, don't say that there's death and life in the power of the tongue. So really recently, um, two weeks before he had passed, um, I called him, uh, one day and I talked with him and Actually, it was a week before he passed. It was that, that same week, actually, about six days before he passed. And this was something he did all the time. But this time it just really, you know, I call myself trying to chastise him as if he was a child. And so he said, um, I, I called and he answered the phone. And I'm like, uh, hey, dad, how you doing? He said, I'm fine. I'm still kicking. I ain't dead yet. And I'm like, dad, would you please stop saying that? My father was only 78 years old. And, you know, in my family, we have the blessed opportunity of longevity. Um, my great grandmother lived long. My grandmother lived, you know, well into her 80s. Uh, my great aunts lived long. My oldest great aunt right now is about to turn 95. My grandfather was 92 uh, he fell and injured himself and then just kind of went down from there. Other than that, he had walked <laughs> almost five miles at a parade uh, just a few months before that. So health and longevity runs in my family. And so I kind of call myself rebuking my dad and saying, you know, dad, stop saying that. You know, we come from longevity. You're going to be here for a while. Well, um, I talked with him twice that week. And the last conversation was literally a couple hours before um, he laid across his sofa watching TV. We were both watching TV in our separate homes and we were talking on the phone and I fell asleep on him. And he said, all right, all right, I'll, I'll talk to you later. And he got off the phone with me. Uh, my niece was at his home and continued having a conversation with him and talking with him. And she noticed he stopped talking. So she went to gathering her things. She was going back home uh, where she lived about an hour and a half away. And um, when she went in to say goodbye to him, he was non-responsive. And so if you knew my dad, you would know that's kind of the way he would want to go, you know, peacefully. You know, he didn't want to spend any time in a hospital, period. And with us dealing with the pandemic and everything, I think there was some, you know, apprehensions about, you know, that maybe possibly happening or, you know, just getting ill and everything. So today I want to talk about finding joy in the journey. So as I was going through my dad's things and um, in his home, finalizing all the arrangements and everything, I opened up his cabinet one day and actually it was after the funeral service. And I grab a mug to um, get me something to drink. And the mug says, it's a coffee mug. It said, find joy in the journey. Now I was having a moment, that moment, but I had to just kind of be like, laugh a little, giggle a little and say, okay, dad, you're still talking to me. And so in this grief, in my hour of bereavement, I'm finding little moments to find joy in this journey. A journey that I didn't expect to happen anytime soon. I didn't want to happen, but I'm here. 
So what do you do when you're in a situation where you're someplace that you don't want to be seated? Well, I offer the advice from off of the coffee mug. Find joy in the journey. So today we're going to talk about joy factor, gap and gain mindset or mentality, grief, and your actual personality. So joy factor, I read something years and years ago about having a joy factor and the difference between happiness and joy. You know, happiness can flee us. You know, we can go up and down with happy, but the word of God tells us that we could have joy unspeakable. And even though I have my moments that I cry, even though I have my moments that I miss my father dearly, even though I have the moments that I just want all of this to be a dream and to snap my fingers and wake up, I still have to see the joy and I have a joy factor in the midst of it. I know that might sound weird and strange for people, especially if you haven't lost a loved one, but you have to find those pieces of joy. It's very imperative. And so one of the things that my father did was um, he helped care for my 94 year old great aunt. Now, when I say care for, I doesn't mean I don't mean take care of her because she lives alone and actually takes care of herself excellently. Um, but he was the person that helped make sure, you know, um, her bills got taken, you know, cause she's still old school <laughs> and to, to mail off her, her bills or, uh, take her to her doctor's appointments and, um, make sure that, you know, she has great quality of life and somebody to, to share that with because she lost her only child, uh, over almost 30 years ago. And so, you know, all of this is so vital and so very important in the conversation today. So I find joy in the fact that now I get to help assume some of that responsibility that my father had, right? So even though I miss him, there's joy in being able to do that, which then leads me into talking about, do you want to have a gap or gain mentality? So gap mentality is, okay, those people that you see that they blame everything on the world. There's a gap in their thinking versus gain. No matter what is happening, what is going on, there is gain in everything, even in the horrible things. If you search it out and look at it, um, for instance, my father is not the first loss that I had. I lost my sister, um, I was only uh, 30 years old and she was uh, 26. Never, ever would I imagine because months before we were talking about this and she said, if anything ever happens to me, um, I want you to make sure you take care of my children. I was like, girl, we're going to live long, long, long lives. You're not going anywhere. Well, on January 23rd, 1997, she was killed in a tragic car accident. Hurt, but I had to find joy in that. The joy in it was the fact that I got to honor her wishes and help care for her children that are now grown and have grandchildren. Um, and she has grandchildren rather. And now I get to be in the grandchildren's lives. So I always have had to try to have that gain mentality and not the gap. So make sure I re reiterate that. Not have that gap. Because I could have a gap and say, I lost my sister. Woe is me. But I have a gain. Yes, I lost my sister, but I gained 
the ability to be able to help be an influence in her children and her grandchildren's life. What is that for you? What gain do you have? Can you see in the midst of the darkness that you might be going through and encountering? Um, what is that gain? What is that thing that can keep you going? The joy in the journey. I mean, I'm finding things about my dad that every day I have to laugh, even sometimes when tears are streaming down my eyes. You know, grief can can take you through a whole lot of stuff. And, you know, I'm just finding myself okay. And I see this even as a game. Bridget, you will go through the secular process of grief and allow yourself to do that. At moments, I'm angry, but not like angry, angry, not even angry at God, not angry, you know, at my father, but it comes up, you know, that, oh, this didn't happen or that didn't happen. And I allow myself to have those thoughts, but then I have to take that anger. For instance, if I had known my last conversation was going to be my last conversation, it would have lasted longer than 37 minutes. It would last it all through the night, but I didn't know my last conversation. I was the last telephone call that he had. It would have lasted a lot longer, but when I get stopped having that anger moment, I consider the privilege and the honor and I have to think of it in a different way, but I don't stop myself from having those thoughts. Sometimes they come out as guilt. I don't stop myself from those things because again, it is therapeutic. It's natural to allow myself to flow through each and every part. I think I'm finding myself in denial more than anything. I go into um, something or do something and I expect, oh, he's there. And then I have to remember, no, he's not here anymore. You know, it's unbelievable. And so I have to understand all of that and to deal with that. So grief will take you through a process, but I encourage you because see, here's the thing. Grief is not only uh, about grief when someone dies. You have grief stages even through other things. You know, when I, I left my job that I loved to start my own business and guess what? I had an incredible, incredible amount of grief that I went through. I mean, I cried for six months. I couldn't even believe it. I was like, why am I so stuck here? What is going on? And then I realized this is all I've done for 27 years. And I, I was good at that. I was comfortable in that. And then to switch and become a full-time entrepreneur took away the things that I was comfortable with, that I was used to, that it was normal for me. And so I found myself really in a lot of grief at the same time, being happy and joyous because I'm starting this new leaf, you know? So it was up and down, up and down, up and down. So just because you might not have a loved one that you lost, there's other losses that cause you to go through uh, those stages of grief. And so there's multiple people that say there's other stages of grief and everything. Um, when I think about grief, I think about what I used to share with parents and, and family members as an educator, the different five stages of grief, uh, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. 
And again, I'm going through, you know, all of those different ranges of emotion. And I'm finding myself telling myself every day, find joy in the journey. Now that just so sounds like an oxymoron. That sounds almost ludicrous. You know, you lose a loved one and you're talking about joy in the journey. Well, my dad and I had so many incredible, indelible memories. And so as I have all those memories, I continue to tell myself there's joy in all aspects of this process that I'm going through and allow myself to go through it, but to understand that I'm going to have those moments. I have moments of depression um, and not, I'm not calling depression like, you know, serious, severe depression, but I did. I'll be honest, the day before I'm taping this right now, I had a day, I I spent majority of the day just lounging, not laying in the bed so much and crying all day, but I had my moments of sadness. I had my moments where "Eh, I don't feel like doing anything right now. And I let myself have that moment. Um, Because if you know me, you know my my stance on life and with Christ, you know, I, I, I don't believe in just lingering in depression, but. I had to allow myself to have those sad moments because it's a part of the process of me getting to the end and getting to, well, there'll never be an end because my sister's been gone for 25 years and I still have moments, but where there's more closure in everything. And so having that, where I get to the point where there's acceptance, I've worked through my emotions and I uh, can comprehend the fact that my loved one is gone. You know, and so I, I accept it and then I go through these other emotions. And so more where more acceptance is coming and that will come. So I'm finding joy in the journey. So whatever you're going through, I just want to encourage you, um, in this hour to have joy in the journey. And last but not least, I want to talk to you about, um, how your personality you know, coincides with this. And so for those of you that this may not be your first time listening um, to this episode or listening to rather my podcast, I want you to know that all of us have distinctive personalities. So I am a certified DISC consultant. Um, I help people with not just the DISC, but two other psychometrics to understand their behaviors, to understand their how, their why, their what of their life, right? And so in that, uh, for the DISC, the DISC is a uh, assessment uh, that analyzes how you show up in the world, your behavior preference, right? Uh, how you tend to, again, show your personality. And there's four styles that we talk about. The D, the I, the S, and the C. The D being decisive, the I being interactive, the S being uh, stabilizing or steady, and the C being cautious. And so to break that down for you to understand a little bit more, Ds are they're, they're, they're risk takers. They're very decisive. They can make decisions, uh, pretty quickly. High, high D's, you know, um, they're a little bit more on the aggressive side. And so, uh, we call those people born leaders, right? And then you have your eyes. Eyes are very interactive. Um, they're very optimistic type people. Um, they tend to, be very gregarious in what I mean, inspiring and motivating, right? Um, those very outgoing type people. And then you have people that are stabilizing. Uh, they're very steady. Uh, they are into 
uh, process. They're, they want to know what things are going on. They don't really care for a lot of change. They can deal with change, but they don't want, you know, a lot of that happening. They want harmony. Um, they're the glue that holds things together, right? Um, again, hence the name stabilizing or steady, right? And then you have cautious people. They're about that quality control. They want to make sure that things are perfected. Things are good. Uh, they deal with uh, analyzing things and, and making sure, again, things are very, very precise, right? And so out of those four different personality, and that was a really, really quick overview for people who've never heard it before. Um, out of those four, you know, we are all four of them. We, we show, we, we have behaviors in all of them. We're just either going to be at the high end, middle spectrum or low end. And depending on that, then how you go through life, you find joy in the journey based off your preference. So I'm an I, which is interactive. So I'm very optimistic. So I'm always going to see the good in things because that's just how my brain is wired, right? Um, D's are going to be all about completing things and getting results and getting those results quickly. Um, S's are kind of like your, your kumbaya people. So they want, again, that harmony and everything. So they're going to see harmony in things. Uh, and then your C type people, again, they're very analyzing. So they're going to break things apart, ask lots of questions and things, right? And so as you're going through things, your personality is going to lead you in that. And because I am very, very optimistic and there's a lot of things that I have to do during this journey and there's a lot of things that I just have to get done as one being my, my father's executor over his matters and everything. I didn't want this job, but I told him that I'm like, I don't want the job, uh, but he gave me the job, right? Well, I realized my personality preference. I, I love to stay in the lane of being motivating and inspiring and everything, right? So when it comes to making decisions, I'm more deliberate with making my decisions. So I have D, but I'm on the middle to lower end spectrum of the D. So I'm not going to be very aggressive. I'm not going to be very authoritative unless, you know, I am adapting. If, I hope that makes sense. So in what I'm going through right now, I know my eye is not going to get all the results that I need to get. So I know I need to tap into other people. So I have other people in my life that are very high D's. They're much more decisive than I am. So I have them on my team right now through this journey. So I have colleagues that are also uh, certified disc consultants with me. And so I lend their expertise. I go into getting their expertise. I have one of my children that is a higher D than the rest of us. And so again, when certain matters come up, I'm going to lean towards her during this journey. Uh, my husband is a very, very high S. So he's very steady and stabilizing. So when I, with my eye, I'm all over the place because eyes can be very emotional at times. I can be all over the place. And my husband is that calm. He's that glue, right? I have a very, very close friend and colleague that's very cautious. Okay. She's a very high C. And so I have some high C in me too, but 
my eye really overwhelms my seat at times. And so I'm always going to be more optimistic than I am systematic. And so when I know I need systems, I know to go to people for those systems, especially when it's something emotional. Now for my business, I can, my seat rises up and I can put systems in place and I can help other people be systematic. But when it's an emotional issue that's going on in my life, I know I'm going to lend more to the emotional side. So I have to gather other people. And so I'm closing out this conversation with you because I want people to understand if you're going through a journey, make sure you got other people to compliment you during whatever your journey is. Mine right now is a journey of grief. Yours could be a journey of a job loss. Yours could be a journey of a starting a new life. Yours could be a journey of a new child, a new marriage, uh, an ending of a marriage. I mean, your, your journey could be a whole lot of things. Whatever your specific journey is, make sure you have the tools in place to get through that. You know, I can see the joy in the journey because I did a lot of work up front. I have really been working on myself for the past couple of years as I started my uh, new entrepreneurship, right? And so if that is what's going on in your life, you know, if you've had something that's disrupted you and it could be a good disruption and it could be a not so good disruption. Whatever that disruption is, I would advise you to make sure that you have, and I say this all the time, an accountability partner, a thought partner, a mentor, or coach to help get you through this. Again, whether it's great or whether it's something that came unexpected and you don't want it. Anywhere in that spectrum, you truly need to make sure that you have the right tools to get the right effect that you want to get. I hope you have enjoyed this. Uh, I'm so happy to be back with you and I apologize for the gap. Uh, I was going to do some replays and do some things and I said, no, I'm just going to take this time and set for a minute. And I know that my listening audience will understand when I'm able to come back. Well, I'm back. I'm back. I don't know what it's going to be like coming back. I don't know what this journey is going to offer because again, I'm still going through all of those stages of grief. But the one thing that you do know and will know is that I am here. I'm here and I am enjoying, enjoying every part because I have a game mentality and not a gap mentality. I hope you got something out of this. And if you did, please share, please share this with other people. Share the link. I would love for you to give us a review. You can review on my actual website, BridgetBrownJackson.com. You can review on, um, on Apple, as well as on any other, the podcasts that have a review for it, any platform. Again, your thoughts, your feedback is so very important to me. And so I would love for you to reach out at ordainededucator at gmail.com. If you have comments, suggestions, know someone that would be a great guest for us to have on Powerful, I would love to hear it. Again, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here because you didn't have to. As always, I love to say, coach me and I learn, challenge me and I grow, believe in me and I will win. You 
are a winner. I believe in you.